This is 96.9 KGPC Radio FM in Oakland slash Peralta. And you are listening to the King's Corner Podcast. For more information, go to www.kgpc969.org. On. What's good? What's good, everybody? Uh, it's your boy, Mr. Bond Chronicles here, joined by my favorite fellas. Who I got over there? It's your boy, Dwight. It's your boy, Eric. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby is home. Bill Cosby is free. You hear that new Kurt Franklin? Nah. Turn up. Every tear from the house. So man, what would you think? I, I didn't I had no idea this was even happening. So I, I didn't know nothing about it. it. All of a sudden it just ding 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 ding. I'm glad Bill's home, but it's kinda obvious that Bill did that. Bill will need to come back and talk to uh Was that scandal? Yeah, he gonna need to call the yeah, the scandal. He gonna need to call the chicken scandal and figure that out because he got a lot of hearts and minds that he needs to win back. So I I agree, but I disagree. So, and this is the part for me, I think, and I say like everybody, everybody in some form or fashion is a hypocrite. But like, I know people that have beat charges based on technicality. And you, and you just, you kick the can down the road and you hope they didn't read you your rights or they didn't do something like, you be dead wrong. But if they offer you to get off because of a technicality, you're going to take it. And so, like, I get the whole victim joint. I thought it was a little weird. They basically initially charged him, like, days before the statute of limitations on all the charges would have expired. So they just got it in, and they did get their conviction. And I think he did that. I also think it was part of the culture to a certain extent. And... I always have a hard time when you wait 20 years, 25 years to start bringing stuff back up. That's just me. I'm not insensitive. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying that wasn't trauma, but I feel a certain type of way when you conduct yourself in that form and fashion. And so just the way they kind of went through the whole trial and I felt like they was rushing it to try and get it because of the statute of limitations, like I wasn't upset. To be perfectly honest, I was I was happy that he got out. I, I didn't like the way the trial went. I didn't like the way Harvey Weinstein's name has stayed fairly under wraps. And it was Dog and Bill. And those ain't the only two either. Like, we've talked, like, Jeffrey Epstein and all the stuff he got going on. His, his little henchmen. And it's a bunch of people that got connections to human trafficking, child pornography, all that. Like, it's way bigger than them two. For our, and I'll say our black hero at the time, our model dad, I felt they were trying to make an example out of him. And so I'm glad he's home, but shout out to Felicia Rashad, because as soon as she found out, she made a statement. Felicia Rashad, Bill Cosby's TV wife for more than eight years, is finally speaking out. She tells ABC News correspondent Lindsay Davis she learned about the claims against Cosby along with the rest of the world. I can't even speak to those things and don't want to. Rashad was quoted on the website Showbiz411. Here's the purported quote. 
Forget these women. What you're seeing is the destruction of a legacy, and I think it's orchestrated. I don't know why or who's doing it, but it's the legacy. That was a misquote. What I said, what I said is this is not about the women. This is about something else. This is about the obliteration of legacy. Black Christianity Hubert here. Thank you for uh, those of you who have been supporting my comment. And it's my right to comment. And it's your right to comment back at me. But for those of you who come into my box and saying things like, you having a comeback. Well, I ain't having no comeback because I ain't been nowhere to be coming back from nowhere. And as far as somebody saying, you got your career back and let's cancel you again. Child, please. You have the right to your opinion and I have the right to mine. So let's keep it like that. All right. Mr. Cosby should have been the person to make the statement and apologize to the people that he hurt. That would have been a wonderful thing to do if you got out of prison on a get out of jail pass. That's all I gotta say. And I respect it too. She doubled down on, you know what I'm saying, her peoples. And people killed her for it. I saw, I think, Howard University came out and said something. But she she didn't change what she said. She said it wasn't meant to be offensive to or insensitive to people that were the victims. But I said what I said. It's basically how she carried it. To be quite frankly honest, me personally, I just feel like, you know, you have this rich, powerful black man he was trying to buy a NBC. White folks was kind of mad. And then he got this number one show just on top. You know, he does everything that Bill Cosby did in the 80s. He was groundbreaking. It, it, he just took it to another level. Like the Jeffersons and all of them took it to another level. But when the Cosby show came, it, it was over. I think honestly, white folks just, they, they weren't having it. White folks do not like it when black people are on top. Get Tulsa, you know, look at all the historical things that has happened when black people try to get on top. They do stuff and knock it down. And I just feel like, to me, I feel like this whole thing was orchestrated for him to get on, on the bottom where they wanted him to be at in the first place. If it happened, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. My heart, my, my, my condolences go out to you because no woman should feel unprotected, unsafe, for it to be drugged and to be raped. A lot of these women was trying to destroy this man's character because they put him in jail. He, he, he oh, he can't do nothing. You can't hardly find the car to show nowhere unless you go to YouTube. And my thing is, his wife knew. His wife knew what was going on and she still stayed by him. She's still with him. We all got skeletons in our closet that we not necessarily are proud of. You know, how do you separate the art from the artist? You know, get that man his flowers, get that man his props. He's 83 years old. Let that man live. Let that man breathe. And if you're going to do it to him, do it to all of them. That's it. You're locked on to the number one radio station. Number one radio station. In the mix. The mix. And we ain't stopping. You guys have the best music. Turn it up. T-S-T-S-O-L. The best music. Real live radio.
Let's just speak the real, I'm putting all passion aside Ooh, You know we started off as friends, we just having a vibe yeah. Now you my guilty pleasure, fill me with letters and lies I think I'm at my match, cause you were savage as I
but but yeah, I thought I thought Bill was gonna die in jail. Not even from like somebody stabbing him. I was like, man, old man probably stretched out. All his money getting taken away. They just destroying this man's right. whole legacy right, right now. The, the the jail time probably don't mean nothing to him. They just they took his show off the air. But and I think that's I think that's the part for me that's the most disappointing is like you said he he set a standard and I'm really big on this in projection. And what he did was he projected black wealth. He projected black success. He was like he was a doctor and Claire, I think she was a lawyer. And they had a bunch of kids and their kids went to college or you know chased the arts and they had a family dynamic. They ate dinner. The the grandparents were a part of the grandkids' lives. They lived in the brownstones in New York, which are dumb expensive. And they projected something that, for me, we had never seen. And we didn't really see it again until Fresh Prince, a black, black, black family with wealth. And I think, and I criticize music and I listen to a lot of it, but we talked about Jay-Z earlier, but the image that we project, the music videos, the things that we're showing the world of what it is to be successful, it paints a narrative that the next generation is going to follow. And I feel like if we had more Cosby shows, and again, I, I liked, you know, the Jeffersons and different stuff like that. And I like good times, but that's just repeating the stereotype. And that's the one thing I killed Tyler Perry for is he's gotten uber rich off of perpetuating stereotypes. And to me, making black people look bad. Um, what's up with that? And like, it's one thing to do it as a play to get your foot in the door. But once you actually make it, okay, now you got the power. You have your own studio. Start producing some better movies that reflect us positively. I get that you want jazz and drama to sell your or movie. Or get people in the door. Or get people in the door, right. I feel like Bill Cosby did that. He he was one of the few, one of the first, along with like Eddie Murphy and um, Richard Pryor a comedian that can go and transcend over into movies and have success. I think once white people saw that they had a, an opportunity to tear that down, to tear down that entire establishment, I think they went all for it. And they, in a lot of ways, were successful. And they did. They succeeded. Because after that, you didn't see yeah. no, you didn't see that. So Kevin Hart came along. To me, I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart fan. But they will allow you to do it as long as you keep taking the roles they give you. And that's part of my frustration with someone like Kevin Hart is, to me, he has not evolved. Like, why can't you be Anthony Anderson? Anthony Anderson on Blackish, they're, they're, he's a marketing executive. Like, they're doing something. It's spun off into Grownish. Um, and it's success. It's Black success. It's black I love Blackish. Without compromising. And it's oh, like... Black people, the black dollar is a thing. The black viewing audience is a thing. That's why the Kardashians are so big because of black people. You guys act like you've never heard people say this before. It's just because I'm going to step. I'm actually going to say what everyone else is thinking because it's the truth. But I'll say it. But too many creators always stigmatize it. And that's why, like, I watched The Shy. And I said, this might be the last season I watch of it because I'm just frustrated by the narratives that they keep portraying and I, I want more than that like i liked power because he was trying to change and it was still he was still rich like he was doing some drug stuff and some crime stuff but 
he was trying to do better. Like he had the penthouse, he, was he had the elevator, he was a club owner, but he was doing what he had to do. Yeah, he was trying um, to leave the game. He was trying to lead a game and and put and educate his children, send his kid to college and show him that it's a better way. Not stay where I was, be better than me. I, I just don't think there's enough narratives. And then the way that ended kind of bothered me, like of all the people to kill ghosts and spoiler alert for anybody that ain't seen it, it was his kid who he did everything to try and take care of. I, that rubbed me the wrong way. And I respect 50 for all that 50's doing on TV, but for life and all that, you built, you did too much to have that be the end. And I just think that we take for granted our voice in entertainment when we keep producing things that with this kind of message. I think we should be past that. And we got people like Issa that are smart enough to create better content. I remember watching an interview of Eddie Griffin, you know, because at one point he was real hot and then all of a sudden he kind of fell off and he was doing an interview and he was like, you know, the reason why the show didn't last is because you had dark skinned African-American men and then you have all these white, white writers and I guess figure out what black culture is. It's like a forced comedy. I think they only lasted like a couple of seasons. They had a bunch of writers that did not look like them that did not go through their experiences like them and they're trying to write a script and they want them to portray this script they weren't laughing at the at the product they was laughing at them and that's the reason why the the, the show didn't last and i think to that point kind of in this moment like i would say and shout out to regina king because i don't know if y'all saw one night in miami but like that was really really good and kind of telling that narrative and telling right, the story right. uh yeah, definitely between now and the next pod, you should go watch that. It's just really well done, uh, but not really, really good. But, you know, kind of like I said, Eric, to your point, I think getting to that point where we we are those people now. LeBron James got bread. Diddy, Jay, Tyler Perry, Oprah. Like, we've, we were getting the resources. HBO gave Issa a big old bag. Regina King's doing some things. Kenya Barris is doing things. And he turned down the $100 million from Netflix. Dave Chappelle talked about that. Like, I'm no longer just going to chase the money. I will create the content that I want to create. On the money's going to come regardless. The money's going to come. Right. And right. everybody killed Dave when he walked away from Chappelle's show. But right. he's come back and now he's doing his thing. And then even to that power, like, he when they had his show up and he said, they're not doing me right, take my stuff down. And people listen. Like, Netflix, HBO, they took the Chappelle right. show off there until they got that right. And so you also need white allies in those rooms, but you need black writers creating black content. Exclusive hot new mix. I'm 14 from the west side, if I'm being honest. TLC no left eye, that's all that she wanted. How you gonna unfollow me, leave me for the streets? Bad, there's no degree, how cold you could be. Bad, girl, I remember the time. Got receipts on my line, the naked can So don't you front, don't you lie I know your body like mine, put that on slime Girl, you been my favorite Just do me one favor Don't keep that too far from me What about me, what about you What about love, what about trust What about then, talking back when You were hopping when I pull up Reminiscing about back then lately Remember how you stuff you crazy That seed in a whip so wavy And so deep, almost at my baby What about, what about, what about what about us? What about, what about love? Girl, what's up? What about looking back up? Tell the mother to back up. Ooh, I love.
What about me? What about you? What about love? What about trust? What about me? What about love? What about us? What about us? get there man i think i think we got a lot of young creators um ryan coogler and what he did with black panther was phenomenal i give all the credit in the world obviously i had the marvel financial backing but like that movie was amazing to me and the see wakanda and what it stood for and they did it comedically but even coming to america like that was black wealth and black excellence and we need more of that the i love the wire but we, we got enough of that. We we gotta we gotta do some more stuff. So uh, I'm excited. I think there's gonna be some more stuff coming, and I'm definitely gonna support. And I definitely think it's important that we have more, like you said, black writers in the room. Because my wife and I, we've talked about this with like everybody always say support black businesses, and that's great. And I I do support black businesses. So support black college shirt. You know what I'm saying? I got that. But I think what a lot of people miss is the supply chain is not black. So if you do hair and you're a black salon, but you get your hair from an Asian person or from some white person overseas, or you got a clothing business, but all your distributors and all your suppliers are all white or not black, the money isn't going to stay in the circulate in the culture the way it needs to. If you're, if you're a restaurant and all your food comes from all these other companies that ain't black, it doesn't defeat the purpose, but it's not going to achieve the necessary goal. Um, so I think the creative part, the, the process, the supply chain of all these businesses, we need to make that blacker too. And I don't know if that's being communicated enough for us to get the change we need. 
it's important. And like black banks is, is another thing we're starting to see more of and just understanding money. I think that's a big part for me growing up. I didn't understand really the value of money or how to spend it. My parents, to my knowledge, didn't invest in any kind of stocks or we didn't talk about stocks, bonds. At best, it was a savings account. And now you you really learn in the savings accounts, the banks make way more money off your money than you do. So you helping them get rich while they throwing you these little pennies and you think because you got a little 50 cent dividend at the end of the month and they made a whole bunch of money off of you. So I think we're getting to a better place and education is important. And, and now that we're starting to become more woke or more aware, social media has been huge. But even especially around the elections, you see all the fake news that come out. So even that's starting to be monitored. And like I put a bunch of stuff up that I know was true. And I got Facebook flagged or fact checked or some independent group trying to say, well, this isn't completely true. What do you mean? I know it's true. But mm-hmm. that that whole media narrative is is crazy. You know, how social media, it helps spread news, but they also can try and silence you. And if they can silence a president, they can silence anybody. We have the opportunity to to change our narrative. I don't really give a what they what they talking about you know let them put out whatever it is they want to talk about but we have the opportunity to change how we want our voice to be heard and how we want it to be presented into the world let them do what they do if you're not really willing to sacrifice and just sit down and and, and just be on the sidelines but for those who are really about it and really want to get some change done let's get together and let's change the narrative Perfect. that's what we're here for is to you know give our voice to share our narrative. Like I said, I'm going to shout out QMC one more time. I'm excited for what we got coming. Where can the people find y'all at? Uh, you can find me on IG. It's uh, Obsidian, Obsidian Guild underscore OG. Or you can find me on QMC. They got me tagged everywhere. What about you, Eric? Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Queen Media Collective for this great opportunity. I enjoy doing the show with y'all. You can find me on, uh, <laughs> you can catch me on Instagram. <laughs> that Boy Media. And my YouTube channel is That Boy Media TV and Media. And uh, I am Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Uh, Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter. Uh, we have this podcast that uh, we all do together. Um, like I said, we got some stuff we do individually, uh, but the content is the same. The people are the same for the most part. So if y'all like what y'all hear, definitely like, share, and subscribe to all we doing. And uh, we're going to be with back with y'all soon. Appreciate y'all, man. Hello, doc, doctor. Hello, mister. Come, Rudy, let's get our jackets together. You gonna drive or should I? You coming with us? brought these for you, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs>
This is 96.9 KGPC Radio FM in Oakland slash Peralta. And you are listening to the King's Corner Podcast. For more information, go to www.kgpc969.org. 50,000 watts. Can you feel the power? Add us. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. <laughs> yeah, this station's got soul. 